0: Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. A couple weeks ago, we we talked about Paul's letter to Timothy, and it was in the in the second second book of Timothy. Uh, Paul really writes this letter to Timothy, his spiritual son, and I kind of call it the last will and testament kind of letter. He was, Paul in this state knew that his his days were ending and really what he's writing to his spiritual son and that just goes along with this next generation thing he's he's talking about the most significant thing that he could leave and what you need to do in a time like this what can I leave it's not all the miracles it's not all the different things that we need to see or that we've done I just want to leave this one thing and he talks about fanning the flame of the gift of Holy Spirit within your heart paul's paul's thinking my days are over like as far as this life and how i've experienced it before and i my heart is that this thing goes on and on and on from glory to glory to glory and he talks to his spiritual son about fanning the flame he doesn't say remember that you have holy spirit He doesn't say, remember, I just, I've laid my hands on you and I imparted Holy Spirit into you. He does recognize that, but he doesn't just stop there. He talks about fanning constantly the flame of Holy Spirit within our hearts. And I think that one of the things that we do a lot of times and I do in my own life is I use Holy Spirit as an assumed gift that I have. And I want to pull him out in the days of trouble the times of trouble, the times I need him. And it's not, it doesn't work that way. One of the stories Jonathan uh, told me a long time ago, this has always stuck with me. I mean, we were we were kids because we were still skimming. Well, you still skim. I mean, you try. It's slightly embarrassing, but you do it. <laughs> I, I'm a little wiser. I just say I forgot my skim board every single time. <laughs> Sit down. Um, but he had taken Tamra... Uh, one day, just to go out to the beach, and they, I don't know how old were you guys—early twenties. That was that was a long time ago now. Um, but anyways, they were out at the they were out at the beach, and and Tamara decides to to jump on a skimboard. And if you don't ever know how slippery those things are, just ask my uncle Steve and his wrists. They'll let you know still today, because one day he came out there and tried it, and it just slips out from under you. It's so quick, and uh, he had Tamara um, try it, and Tamara goes and throws a skimboard, and if I can remember right, she just, she fell in a weird way that, in that moment, made her like completely black out, right? She just passed out, and Jonathan's sitting here like, there's no one around. There's, it's, it's just like, it's, it's kind of an empty beach, and he doesn't know, he at the moment, he just, the natural side comes up, and he's almost like freak out. But then he did all of these things that led to her being completely okay and that he was okay and got her through. And I was talking to him afterwards and he was like, you know, one of the things that was crazy but that was revelation to me is that I would think in a moment like that, what I would be doing is shack my booty off. You know, I would be praying in tongues over her and doing all this kind of stuff. But he said, I realized that that's, that's really not how it works. I, was, I have done that and my tank was so full that in that moment, there was just wisdom. There was just a knowing of what to do and how to approach this thing that might not even make sense, but you, you've given way to the supernatural working of Holy Spirit. We've talked so much about the, the fruit of Holy Spirit. You know, we, that's, that's for over there. That's the children's ministry stuff, that there's fruits of the Spirit. And we sing songs and we, we draw pictures and that's super cute. But really, these are things that are fruits of us tending. See, they're fruits. means they started as seeds. And when Holy Spirit gives us these things, and we don't know why, why am I not experiencing joy? You know, why, why am I not very kind? Why don't I want to have this self-control or patience or peace? What are these things? Well, oftentimes, though you have Holy Spirit, have you fanned into flame? Have you, you know, we're not consumers, we're gardeners. Have you tended to the garden of your heart t- so that in moments and days that you need it, you can grab and reach for the supernatural gifts that were given to you by Holy Spirit? And we put Holy Spirit in kind of like the afterburner, place. And I think it was so awesome and so powerful this two weeks ago if you were here so many people's lives I've gotten testimony after testimony of just how how a moment like that which I feel like you saw weeks in advance started talking to him about Holy Spirit and in this this imparting of Holy Spirit but seeing how vital <laughs> not just having an idea or a or a theology of Holy Spirit, but literally walking with Holy Spirit, literally like knowing he's called power. Come on. Come on. Tarry here a little while and you'll be clothed in power. That's not just praying in tongues. Yeah. You'll be clothed in power. He's the comforter. He's the guide. Yeshua tells, calls him the comforter in the midst of getting so many things coming. We're about to go into all of these trials. I'm about to be persecuted. You will be persecuted too. Yeah. Servant isn't greater than his master. All of these are, com- are going to come, but guess what? The helper is coming. Yeah. Yeah. And what will he do? He will be the evidence of me. He will constantly point them back to me. Yeah. He'll constantly point people back into my direction. And so, I, I, this morning, I tell you what, I've been on this, I've been really, really, really on this thing of joy. I, I don't know why, it's always something that is in my face. It is, it is, but trials and things come because of the word. Now you have everything you need within that word, but this is supernatural, it's not Natural. And there are choices that, that have to be made along the way to really start to experience that, the fullness of that fruit. And so sometimes we, we, you need to know that when a word comes, you got to go back to the James version of saying count it all joy. Because those trials are coming to strengthen that word. But understand they are coming. So you know that you need to be built up, as Jude says, in your most holy faith. You have to do that by praying in tongues, by constantly stirring and fanning that flame. And I've just felt, so I've had this word joy, but I never can release this word joy up here. I am doing it now, I'm saying joy and everything else, but the revelations of the different things that Yahweh keeps speaking to me, because I don't think that they've come to full fruition and I've seen some things, some trials in my own life, in my own walk, I can be real up here, about the testing of the joy, And I keep going back to Yahweh, you gave me this word. You gave me this word, and I know it's supernatural. It supersedes anything that I'm experiencing right now that's in my face, that the world wants to tell me is, is this is how it goes, that that uh, that the enemy wants to tell me this is how it goes, and we just get in this place of of, instead of looking at everything all around us, we go back to the place of our heart and say, Yahweh, I'm tending the seed of joy today in the midst of these circumstances, in the midst of these trials, and I'll tell you, there's never been a day never never been a day more significant and more vital and more important to be fanning that flame and to be stirring these gifts and to be tending to the garden in our hearts than today and i think a lot of people would say well yeah i know that's that's an obvious statement because we have so many circumstances We don't have, (laughs) if you go read this book and you start reading through some of the trials that men and women walk through, we're rolling pretty steady right now. But there's a difference, there is something that's absent from their day that's not absent from our day and keeps kind of getting fanned and built up above everything else and that is distraction. That is information overload. That is opinion. And see, I don't think that the enemy even thinks that he's gonna get us to fall morally. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we go, oh, we don't even need to talk about the enemy or talk about his, I I don't, I don't spend a whole lot of time about talking about the devil and his little pitchfork as much as I talk about the enemy that sometimes gets right here in between these ears. But what happens is, is that I'm not going to fall morally. I have really good morals. I'm not talking about, you know, little slip up. What I'm talking about, like, I'm not an evil human being. Like, you're not going to utilize me for evil in this planet, Right? But I don't think that the enemy is even going after that. What he does is, what's your cause? What's your stand? Let me come into agreement with that. Oh, abortion? Yeah, that is wrong. You're right. Let me get in here and let me get you busy. Let me get you working towards a cause and get you out of focus of the actual point of this entire deal. Right? If I can get you busy, I can get you to operate outside of grace, which is a dangerous place to operate. Y'all know how much I've talked about grace and how significant, important, and vital grace is. And if you have it, great. You have everything that you need in those situations. If you don't have the grace, step off. There's so many people in turmoil in these days, good Christian believing people that have great morals, but are absolutely miserable, have no fruit to show for it, because the enemy has convinced them that this whole thing is about a good moral cause and not about the kingdom of God coming to this planet. So my, my goal isn't to get you to be the next devil or the antichrist. My my goal is that I just is that I just get you a degree less hot than you used to be, get you just a little bit more stressed out than you used to be, get a little bit of doubt coming in, nothing big, nothing major, just here's a news headline, that's contrary to what Yahweh told me, huh, I'll keep walking, keep walking, go to church, you know, doing my thing, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, obviously I'm not evil. But before you know it, you look up and you look at the fruit that's been produced in our lives and you just see like zero joy, zero self-control. There's just quick anger, quick venom, quick judging of someone who got a vaccine or didn't get a vaccine, quick judging of who stands on this side or who stands on that side, quick judgment of how people are living their lives. And that, my friends, is completely contrary to the kingdom and what Yeshua himself prayed in John 17, that we might experience full unity together. And that subtly is super successful for the enemy. So there's never been a more important time to stir the f- and, and, to, and to fan the flame of Holy Spirit than today, not based on circumstances, based on distraction. The best uh, analogy, or not analogy, but story, I feel like biblically that you can even go off of in this is the story that we know so well of Elish- Elijah and Elisha. Right? Elijah is almost annoyed at the fact that Elisha is so attached to him, walks with him so closely. He's trying to get him to stay here for a little bit, and he's like, nope, not leaving you. He already had this degree of focus on Elijah and this call to walk with him. And finally, it comes to the end of Elijah's time, and he says, okay, Elisha, what can I do for you? And he says, I want a double portion of what you have. And there is so many people in the the kingdom, in, uh, in Christianity or believers or sons and daughters that are crying out for more and more and more and more and more, but aren't willing to be holy and holy and holy and holy and holy. It's illegal to cry out for more and not be willing to step into deeper holiness. And I don't mean righteousness. I don't mean morality, I mean set apart unto him, peripoiesis, one exclusively belonging to another. That's what he means in holiness. And so he says, he says, you've asked a difficult thing, you want a double portion, you've asked a difficult thing, but I'll tell you this, if you see me when I go up, it's yours. If not, it won't be. See, that's where (laughs) in Christianity and in our walk, we get mixed up because we don't There's a lot of messages out there about the love of God. And the love of God is the absolute foundational thing that we absolutely have to walk in. If you're not convinced of that, don't try to do all these other things. Don't You don't need another revelation, you need a revelation that Yahweh, almighty God, who created heaven and earth and has this whole thing in his hands, loves deeply you, his creation, and you are a son and a daughter. Huge, massive, amazing revelation. And you can't do anything to fall out of that. But there are choices that we make that give us access into divine things and divine fruit and divine calls and anointings and things that we can walk in, Right? Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the law of Yahweh, and in that law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, who brings forth fruit in every single, single season, and everything that he does prosper. That came because there was a choice in the very beginning that I'm not going to do all of these other things. I will not listen to other voices. I'm not going to sit here in a seat of a scornful. I'm not going to stand in the path of sinners. That was my choice initially even the peace which surpasses understanding that we pray over everybody all the time it first says rejoice rejoice I say again rejoice and he says be anxious for nothing well how is that a choice I feel anxiety well this is how I do it did Yahweh put anxiety in me no so it's not, it's not something I'm meant to have in the first place, so I have the authority within myself to say I'm not going to be anxious for anything. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in our hearts. <laughs> then make your requests known to Yahweh. You see? There's a difference in, Yahweh, why is this all going on? this is ridiculous. Like, this is not what you promised. This is, this is terrible. Like, what is, what is, this doesn't even seem like the kingdom is even real. These are all my doubts. This is all my stuff. No, you're just airing whatever out. There's a different way to approach that thing. Yahweh, I know your word is true. I know you are good, and I know your plan will surely come to to pass, and I know you've given me this this seed and this heart of joy. Now, with that, I know that I have, there's no problem with me asking the question, why does it seem this way? And guess what happens? Not the answer that you've been asking, but the peace which surpasses all understanding. See, you're looking for understanding, he's looking for peace. He's looking for trust like Jess talked about this morning. He's, he's not looking for you to get your answer so then you have peace. He's sending the peace to guard your heart and your mind, <laughs> right? Like how beautiful and amazing is that? So he's not saying I'm gonna pluck you out of this circumstance. No, I, I, I put you in the midst of the darkness but you are the answer, Christ in you is the hope of glory. This is, this is my plan from the beginning of time. Like, you are here as light. That's the answer for the darkness. So Elijah tells him, he says, if you, if you see me when I go up, then you can have the double portion. But if you don't, I love that it says, but if, if, if you don't see me, then you don't get it. <laughs> Because that's the truth. I mean, there there are choices that we make. doesn't mean that we can't come back and Yahweh is so faithful, his mercy endures forever, and he walks us back through things so gently as such a good gentleman and good, good father. But you cry out for more, there's a call to more holiness. So he says see me when I go up. Well, this is the crazy thing is like, he's, I'm sure Elisha in the moment's like, well, that's not a problem. Just got my double portion because I literally am attached to you 24 seven. Before you gave me that call, I was already doing that. And he's saying, no, no, no. You've asked a difficult thing. And if you see me when I go up, then, then you can have this. And in the middle, it says, the Bible says, as they're walking along, a chariot of fire comes Billowing through them, you know we just read these stories like what like this is crazy, walking along like yeah he 's probably like looking at him, looking at him, looking at, okay let 's keep going, let 's keep going, oh, you need some water all right let 's keep going, let 's keep going. and next thing you know, his view is blocked by this chariot of fire coming through, and then these horses that are on fire, it says it 's not only the chariot that 's on fire, these neyan horses are on fire. and all the depictions we see is him is Elijah going up in the chariot but it actually says there's now a whirlwind behind him that takes him up <laughs> the distractions the things that we constantly look at, that we don't really have grace for, Jonathan and I talk about this a lot, but but this is one of the things, and and I, I feel like I talk about this a lot, and so you know, whatever. but this is one of the reasons why there's there's great things to things like social media and the information that we have and all this kind of stuff, like there's cool stuff about that, don't get me wrong, but it's not cool enough most of the times for most people because you need to know that Yahweh gives you grace for specific situations and it's not some little boy or girl that was abducted in Indiana that you happen to see and now all of a sudden are carrying some burden and some weight or someone else's financial situation or successes or things that you don't think bother you or whatever, but it's distracting you from what Yahweh's trying to speak to you, and all of a sudden you're carrying a burden that you have no grace for to carry. And you find yourself in turmoil, you find yourself stretching yourself too thin because you're, I need to give into that cause. Uh, that's, it's good morally that I give into that cause and it's not because I was fanning the flame of Holy Spirit and the sensitivity within me is directing me this way and the Holy Spirit is directing me this way. I feel like so many times we live our lives outside of joy and peace and hope and all the things that are promised to us by Holy Spirit because we're so much more focused on things that seem good but are not led by Holy Spirit. This isn't an afterthought thing. This is our life source. This is the expression of Christ within us is Holy Spirit's power and Holy Spirit's comforting works and Holy Spirit's guidance within us. You hear me this morning? That sounds like a good preacher thing to say, so I say it. You hear me this morning? You with me? Amen. Open your Bibles with me to uh, if you're if you're like me this is gonna just fall open Psalm 16. Like I said I was I I wanted to just speak strictly on joy and share some of this stuff on joy that I feel like Yahweh's given me but He's actually I think maybe sometimes just given it to me <laughs> you know we think it's for someone else all the time and sometimes He's just trying to speak directly to me or to you and you don't have to put that word out there before it's ready to come to full fruition. So, Psalm 16, we're going to start in verse 7. I'm reading out of New King James first first, and then I'll read out of the Passion Translation as well. It says this. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me, And that should be good enough for today. We'll see you later. <laughs> I have set the Lord always before me. The, on, the uncommon gaze, the uncommon focus, the Mary Martha situation that we talked about this morning, I have set the Lord. That, that, that meaning is I, I have come into agreement among what we talk about, believe. I have made the decision, made my mind up now that for this purpose I came to this hour. I don't need to be saved for this hour. I need to be here because I am the answer and I've made the decision to set the Lord always before me. That's why here at this house, all we talk about just about all of the time is one thing. One thing. Benjamin's word over this house for these next three years is this increase of presence. Not the buzzword presence, meaning face-to-face, focus completely on his eyes. It says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord. How, how, how much have we set the Lord? Always. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Who's been moved in this past two, two, three years? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Lord, I repent for everyone in this room. Give them true hearts. The truth will set you free, my friend. I think everybody in this room, so I'm going to answer for you, could raise their hand and say, I've been moved within this season, within this time. That's not, it's not condemnation. Sometimes you just need to go like, you know what? I have been moved. You know, Get real and honest with yourself, and you can come to a place of getting something solved. But if you are going to sit there and hide behind this idea that, like, like we do to everybody, how's everything going? It's great. Yeah, it's good. Things are good. It's, it's great. It's awesome. That's, we didn't get brought together. We didn't get joined up and joined to all these people throughout our walk in life or this tribe here today so that we can just be good. No. If you're walking through something, please let me know or someone who is part of your band, part of your family. So let someone in and say, here's where I'm at. Like, honestly, the, I'm, I'm not okay. Because that, that whole, like, disappointment thing, it is great right behind a smile. It's great right behind busyness, disappointment, and that sorrow thing starts to come up when you just constantly go, I'm good, I'm great, awesome, no problem here, don't question anything going on, everything's great, we're perfect, awesome. Can I pray for you? Let, let me help you out. What, what can I do for you? There are so many people that are trying to help other people, but can't help themselves. (laughs) I mean, so many people just preaching to someone else about what they need to do with their life and how they need to live, but are broken within. And I'm not talking about preachers. I'm not coming after preachers. I'm talking about preachers that are sitting on Facebook or sitting on your favorite blog or sitting anywhere else that sit on their soapbox and tell you this is how you should live. And here's my perfect little life. This is what it looks like. And if you do these things, things will be good. Well, you know, that is why it's so vital to be constantly Fanning this flame of Holy Spirit and letting him bring sensitivity to the fact to say, like, I was not directed towards this person. Whether they sound good or they don't, it doesn't matter. That's their thing. Like, what is Holy Spirit leading me to do? The steps of a righteous man are order of, of Yahweh, I always say, but this righteous man has to take those steps. He's got them there for you. But are you willing to take those steps or are you going to be looking this way and that way and up and left and right and be turned so far around that you never find this path of peace? And I feel like it's only going to come what Yahweh's been speaking to me about again is I set the Lord, which is not a sign of divinity, not a name of divinity, the Lord, I made him the Lord of my life, the Lord of every single situation, the Lord of every, my marriage, my kids, my finances, my health, my wellness, my doctor's report, my my 401k, my everything, he is the Lord over and I will first seek his counsel before I ever go to anybody else. See... <laughs> Doctors are amazing. M- like, my entire family pretty much has doctors within them somewhere. Doctors are absolutely not the problem. And to sit there and preach and act like they don't have, like, you just need to seek out Yes, f- seek ye first the kingdom, and then he might then direct you to someone who's been given an amazing ability and anointing, like my dad can make you, even if you have some messed up teeth, the man can make it look amazing and perfect and everybody can ident- or testify to that. He's got an anointing, he's got a gift, he's perfected his craft in that and Yahweh us- utilizes him in so many ways. I'm just talking about that first, we need to be seeking and setting the Lord before us, the Lord of our lives. Because he is at my right hand, I won't be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad, and as uh, David brought to us a long time ago, my glory rejoices. It means the evidence of things coming out of your mouth. That's your glory. Above all else, guard your heart, because everything you do flows from it a very good litmus test is just to listen to the words coming out of your mouth and what's flowing out of you to know what's within this heart. And I've found myself many times in a place of going, well mm, I need to go do some gardening. (laughs) You know? Therefore my heart is glad, my glory rejoices, my flesh will also rest in hope. Rest in a joy-filled expectation for good for you will not leave my soul in Sheol nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will follow or you will show me the path of life. You will show me The path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. (laughs) This is kind of what led me back to this is fullness of joy. Not an experience, not a moment of joy, not a fleeting moment of joy, not 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 an emotional thing of joy. But in your presence, there's fullness, supernatural joy that takes place that you can't get anywhere else. You're not gonna get it from buying a new car. You're not gonna get it from this building being finished. You're not gonna get it from, from everybody being here on a Sunday and it just going great and the musicians just rocking out and just being great. That is gonna give you, if that's, if that's the point to you, that will give you joy and then disappointment and joy and then disappointment and joy and then disappointment. If it's about your financial situation, get ready for joy and then disappointment and joy and disappointment. It's about your kids or about your families. Whatever it is, it's going to be joy and disappointment. This is the roller coaster of life, but it says, because I'm at his right hand, I shall not be moved. It means that a kingdom man is steady. He's not double-minded in all of his ways, and he has set the Lord. He has made a commitment. He has made the decision that my uncommon focus is going to be something that produces a, a double portion, an uncommon anointing. You will show me the path of life in your presence as fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Let's get the newlyweds up here to do a demonstration for us. Kristen, you love it. I know you do. Come on, step up here. You think I'm joking. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. As long as I don't give you the microphone, we're good. Come on. Come on. <laughs> right there. We're up here. All right. So let's, let's do this. I love, I love this demonstration. It's great, Kristen. You're gonna, are you happy to be up here? You feel great up here? <laughs> Me too, don't worry. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. So he is at her right hand. Go to her right hand. I shall not be moved. But at the end, it says, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So, how do you get right hand to right hand? (laughs) Face to face. Face to face. All right. Oh, man. Ah. Thank you, guys. I love you. Bless you. I know it's something we've talked about fairly extensively. I, I know. but i think it's one of the most vital things we can do in this day is to not have this assumed uh, this assumed walk this assumed relationship this assumed power of holy spirit but we're constantly every day daily building ourselves up in our most holy faith for the reason of being sensitive to Holy Spirit, for the reason of being super, like supernaturally guided into what he's calling us to. I think all of us, if we're honest, can relate to that on some sort of level. But it's, it's vital that we as kingdom, if we're going to call ourselves kingdom sons and daughters, if we're going to talk about walking in power, if we're going to talk about walking in healing, there should be evidence. There should be fruit. The focus should produce fruit. That's just the truth. If not, then what are we doing? What's the point? I have a joy-filled expectation for the goodness of Yahweh. I have the joy-filled expectation to see people that had a cancer report get completely healed. I, it's, not the, it's not the point, it's, but it should be a secondary consequence of the focus that I have. It should be the reason I'm, or it should be something that's happening when I'm setting the Lord before me and I'm constantly gazing into his eyes and listening to his heart. There should be something, some supernatural evidence in my life. If for nothing else that I'm actually happy, <laughs> if for nothing else that I'm actually in peace, that I have some kind of self-control, that I'm actually kind to people, there's, there's, these should be the fruits of Holy Spirit being fanned within us. And if those things aren't taking place, we have to do our job of going back and saying, this is not evident in my life. Yahweh, show me how I can fan this flame. Show me how I can tend this seed in my garden, and let this thing start to come to full fruition. Yes. What what weeds do I need to cut out? Yes. Which, in most of our situations, is a lot of weeds. That's really easy for especially. Well, I, don't, I was about to say some of the younger generation. No, for like every generation is just <clears throat> turn that phone off. Take take a mo- be still. You have to be still to know. Just be still for a moment. Shut it down for a moment. And that's our call. It's call to holiness. I'm gonna read this out of the Passion Translation and then we're gonna move on today, okay? So 16.7 says this. The way you counsel and correct me makes me praise you more. For your whispers in the night give me wisdom. Hmm, <laughs> We're designed to meditate on him day and night. It's how our bodies do. It's how our minds naturally do. It will meditate on what you set before you. If you set him before you in your nighttime, when you're sleeping, he will start to make his wisdom and all his supernatural things come to life within you. In those moments where you need him, in the days of trouble, in those times, it will be the fruit that comes to the forefront. But if you meditate on all the anxiety and all the worry and all the stress, the fruit that comes out is going to be a double portion of what you were sitting there focusing on all along. Showing me what to do next. Your whispers in the night give me wisdom. Showing me what to do next. Because you are close to me and always available. My confidence will never be shaken, for I experience your wraparound presence every moment. My heart and soul explode with joy, full of glory. Even my body will rest confident and secure. So, so good. 10 says, for you will not abandon me to the realm of death, nor will you allow your Holy One to experience corruption. For you bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life, the path to the bliss that brings me face to face with you. Listen to that. Nor will you allow your Holy One to experience corruption, to experience it, because he continually brings a revelation of his resurrected life where? Within us. The path, of, the ba- the path to bliss that brings me face to face with you. All right, stand with me, please. Musicians. Y'all go ahead and head up here. I feel like y'all are always sitting there like, don't call me, don't call me, don't call me. <laughs> uh, for no other reason, just because I know that you guys have it and I know that it's written out of this house, why don't y'all, let's close with, with horse and rider. Yahweh, I just... I give this day to you. I give this word to you. Let let this, this word become a seed in the hearts of this people. Let it guide them into more conforming into your image. Let it challenge minds, challenge hearts, and just agitate whatever needs to be agitated so that we can just come into oneness with you and your mind and don't let your message change. It's always going to be the one thing Focus. Let us come into love and to walk in that call of holiness to this house. And I, I just speak over this tribe. I know that there's been uh, kind of an increase of sickness and let's deal with that today that Yahweh, I, just, I know that we have the authority to speak over those things you've given us authority over which is this tribe, which is our bodies and so by your stripes we are healed and we just grab for that, we reach for that and we ask for that divine heaven to come into our natural earth and I ask that those that are in sickness, those that are scared of the sickness, those that are are worried at all about this thing that you just let your peace come over their hearts and their minds and just to restore back to them the fullness of joy that you want us to experience I speak health and wholeness over this tribe I speak health and wholeness over all that are listening and I just love you and honor you Yahweh thank you so much for this day they're going to play this song you're welcome to talk and do whatever or you can be here and worship some more with us whatever I want to thank you guys very much for being here and I just second Tara Without quite as much bubbliness, but let's let's make sure that we go and we honor Meredith and Tyler and the baby to come today. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. For more information on the Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.